We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You've waited all week, and now the wait is over. It's the only unfiltered media podcast in America. This is Trash Talk on WEEI.com. Here he is, your boy, Blind Mike. Blind Mike. And I'll be very, very quiet. No one move. Don't say anything. If we all stay very still, they will not delete last week's episode. And if we don't make too much of a fuss, they'll keep this one up too. So no one say anything, no one tell anyone you're listening. That's the best way to promote a show, right? Make it so that you aren't allowed <laughs> to say it exists. Everyone needs to just not listen. Remain anymore. still. Don't move. Just be very quiet. Watch this. Or listen to it, rather. In your headphones. Don't let anyone know what you're listening to. Jesus Christ, this place. So, last week, <laughs> uh, we talked... I mean... <laughs> I won't even say. I won't dare speak of what we talked about. We discussed things. Yes. Some very bad things. We were bad boys. Very, very bad. <laughs> We've learned our lesson, and we, we're not going to talk about those, those things anymore. But here's the strangest part. So we talked about the Brady thing. They don't really want us talking about it. That's fine. I, I, honestly, I'm fine with that. I get it. Brady's a business relationship it's not the usual political correctness things we rant about that's an actual business dealing um so i view that as different and if they tell me not to talk about it who the fuck am i i'm doing a free podcast um so i get it Uh, i don't like it i don't think it makes a lot of sense it makes no sense no at all i don't think me talking about brady perpetuates the story no, well, it doesn't make sense in. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not. It doesn't make sense I'm in the context Minahan. that every other show here talked about it. They yeah. tweeted it out, like yeah. So, anyways, they whatever. they tweeted out a lot. Yeah, like every every so hour, every so show. that's why that's why I just assumed I could talk about the Brady thing honestly. The Brady hang up from no, I mean, whatever happened, what? whatever, whatever, <laughs> nothing, nothing, the nothing, the nothing that happened. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, so. We talked about that last week, and then um, I got a call that I haven't received since February. And one of, it's one of my favorite calls. It's the Rob, Rob Bradford panicked call. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't want to do this to you, but can you take... You know, I don't, I, they're just giving me shit. Like, <laughs> Rob, Rob Bradford, greatest guy here, easily, I would say. I nicest, nicest guy I've, I've worked with here. By far. And um, he's the only guy who's kind of uh, supported what I'm doing and helped give me a chance and all that. Um, so I can tell he feels better. He called me and was like, we got to take the Brady thing down. I'm like, okay. And, he, you know, I can tell he kind of gets it. He gets that I don't want to do that. But I, you know, he handled it as best he could. And it's also I'm not in a position where I can go, hey, fuck you. <laughs> we're, we're leaving it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who the hell am I? So I just, I, I, I take it. 
But uh, the bizarre thing was, you'll notice if you scroll through your iTunes or WEI.com or however, however you listen to this, not on the Radio.com app because apparently we're not on there. Nope. No, we're not. <laughs> it promotes it at the end of the show. I don't know why. You know what? Disregard that. Don't download the Radio.com app until we're on there. <laughs> um, so you'll notice that last week's episode, episode 30, is still up. Yes, it is. And I think it's up in its entire... I can't bear listening to my own voice, yeah, so I haven't all- listened to it, but I think it's all up there still. Yep, all 39 minutes. So I, t- I looked like a real asshole, because I talked to Rob. He says, we're taking the episode down. I tweet out, hey, we just recorded an episode. It's not going to be up this week. We'll try and get one early next week to make up for it. And people were responding to me like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to it. I'm looking at it on my computer. What, what do you mean? Yeah, I was looking at it the whole time. You texted me, and I was like, what? And I went back and looked through it. I was like, it's still there. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if they decide, if they listened to it and said, well, this is boring anyways. <laughs> Who gives a shit? But I, I criticized Brady, so I would think at the very least they'd want to take it down based on that. I, I don't know. But I, I have no fucking idea. But it's still up. Listen to it while you can, I guess. And then um, until they listen to this episode and decide, oh, 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 man, we messed up, and they got to go back and yeah. take it down. See, two weeks ago was the much better episode, twenty nine. I like to follow every home run I hit. I like to follow it with a a dribbler up the middle. <laughs> that's that's my basic average. I like to bat into a double play. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, it was okay. It was, last week was fine, whatever. But uh, so now, like this Tom versus Time thing comes out. And I, I don't know, like. <laughs> Am I allowed to, to, to dare mention it? I don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I see. I don't want. That's the weird thing is like now I don't want. I don't have any interest in talking about that. See the fact that. But I feel like now they're they're not letting me, so I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I find the Tom versus Time thing in, incredibly boring. Why? Um. I mean, I thought the first episode was good. It was inter- more interesting than I thought it would be. But then it became very, you know. This is what you got to do if you want to be healthy into your 40s. It's like, oh, I see. They're getting me into the TB12 method. Yeah, They're trying like, to sell me cancer water or whatever the hell. <laughs> it was concussion, concussion water. water I, mix up, I mix up Alex Guerrero's uh, scams. I apologize. Um, whoa, you can't say that. I, 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 whoa, whoever. Not Alex Guerrero. How someone, dare you, someone else. How dare you criticize <laughs> anything that Brady does. Um, so I, yeah, the, the Tom versus time thing bores me. I don't, you know, everyone gets very wrapped up in it. I, I heard Felger and Maz say, it's like, Jesus Christ, how many straws can you grasp at to make, <laughs> make this offseason interesting for the Patriots? I heard, uh, them say yesterday, um, that the, the trailer for Tom versus time, which is always, you always need a trailer for a five minute video. You always need a, a, a one minute trailer promoting a five minute video. Of course. Uh, but Felger said that the, the trailer was very vague. Like he could have been talking about anything in the trailer. Um, and Felger tried to make it seem like, well, you know, he he wanted it that way so that uh, it would seem like he's talking about Belgium. Brady did that intentionally. That's what Felger said yesterday. <laughs> he, 
do they think that Brady goes into an editing room and he's cutting up audio and splicing it together and shooting B-roll? Tom Brady doesn't make the fucking trailers, you morons. <laughs> you think he's got iMovie on his laptop and that's how he's doing this? There's a team of people that are editing that and know what would sell and what would promote it well that are making it. I mean, Tom has his final save. He doesn't like anything in there. But he's not cutting up the video, No, Tom Brady's, dummies. Tom Brady's in his office, all the lights. Lights are down. He's just, he's just yeah. out there. He's got his... Adderall and <laughs> Oreos out, <laughs> just working through the night. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't find Tom versus Time to be an interesting story, uh, and it's, I don't think it's a particularly interesting series. Some of it is a little bit, but you know, it doesn't really grab me. But I just felt the need to at least mention it to prove to you people the uh, the gearheads. The, the the I can't think of a blind pun, but <laughs> whatever you folks want to call yourselves, the fans of this program, uh, I wanted to prove to you that management ain't going to shut me down, you know, unless they actually figure out how to delete the podcast. Then they could very easily shut me down. But as far as what I say into these microphones, you're just taunting them. now. They have no influence. Yeah. And then we won't tweet that in the title and they'll never, they'll never, they'll, they certainly don't listen. So here's the other thing. Stay on me for a minute before we get to uh, Colin Kaepernick. Big story of the week. Uh, I'm in a bizarre situation where they told me a while after I had Minahan on, they, uh, you know, I kept, I was badgering him about being on the air. And that's when it, it came to like Joe Zarbano's attention, who I was. And uh, I went on late night with Gilroy and stuff like that. So I got, you know, it's not fucking. Uh, Courtney Cox being pulled up on stage by Bruce Springsteen, but I, <laughs> but I was noticed a little bit. Uh, Jesus, how old am I? I'm 27. I just came out with a, an 80s reference. Nice. <laughs> Fucking, uh, I, I got noticed a little bit from that in the sense that I've gotten slightly, very minimal more opportunities. Um, and then Chris Curtis called me two months ago and said, you know, they, uh, the ma- management here is very worried about people with no exp- they don't want people with no experience on but you know how are they going to uh, supposedly Curtis said how are we going to get Mike on the air if he doesn't have any experience how are you going to get anyone new on how the are you going to get all? Mike experience if he doesn't already have experience you know what i mean like how right. how is that going to happen so they try they've tried putting me on with like Gilroy late at night which i've liked doing um i would do that show in that spot Five nights a week with Gilroy, if Gilroy could do it. But he's out peddling candy during the day. So, uh, won't happen. But, um, I've enjoyed doing that if they wanted to let me do that first. But there's been a bizarre thing happening where you may have noticed, I think in that time span, I've been on twice. I think so. Have you been on this weekend? Thursday. Oh. Yes. There we go. I was getting to that. All right. Um spoilers. Spoiler alert, folks. Your boys on Thursday night, midnight to two AM. Prime time, baby. Uh so there's a weird thing going on now where A, I'll text Chris Curtis after he said like we're gonna try and get you in regularly on the like in a, some sort of a regular thing you're doing. And I figured that meant like maybe once a week with Gilroy, or maybe once every other week, or once a month, or what I figured I would know something of when I was going in. But that never happened. So I'll text Chris Curtis from time to time because weeks will go by. I don't hear anything. I'll do Gilroy. I don't hear anything the day after. 
Like, hey, great job, or hey, terrible job, or hey, here's what you need to work on. I don't hear anything. So I'm just left to think, if you listen to uh, episode 28, (laughs) you know, I do a lot of that. (laughs) And so I'm just left to think, was I good? Did I suck? What the fuck happened? Uh, So I'll let, you know, weeks go by, because I don't want to bother the guy incessantly. And I'll say, hey, I haven't heard anything in a while, just checking in. Am I going to be back on the air? Uh, so I did that in at the end of July after I was on Gilroy three weeks prior. I did it at the end of July. Chris Curtis said, yeah, let me get back to you Sunday. Uh, Sunday comes, he doesn't get back to me. I text him on Monday. Monday comes and he finally responds and says, uh, you'll be on Tuesday. Okay. So then my next appearance with Gilroy happens. Comes and goes, I don't hear anything. So last week... I sent another text. My, I sent my end of the month text to Chris <laughs> to Chris Curtis, and I say, uh, you know, hey, I really like doing Gilroy. I think the podcast has been doing well. I just want to know if I'm going to be on the air uh, anytime soon. Just checking it, <laughs> and I guess I sent this text at nine forty on a Wednesday, whatever the fuck it was. But nine forty was it? Nine forty one, I believe, to be specific. And I get a response 10 minutes later at 9.51 saying, uh, uh, we're going to get you in with Gilroy next week. I'll let you know on Sunday. <laughs> Please don't text me during the show. What? <laughs> it's a text, not a phone call. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Get back to I... when you have time. Oh, my God. What, are you that concerned that your phone just lit up? <laughs> Jesus, you're in the back studio. Now, before I come off like I'm being a fake tough guy, I will admit, I uh, impishly responded, well, I apologize about that. I wasn't, I didn't check the time. My, my mistake. But in my mind, so I texted Curtis at 940, and I figured, well, he doesn't usually respond to me for two or three days. <laughs> so he'll get to it when he gets to it. And I don't expect him to respond right away. Yeah, right. I figured he'd get to it when he gets to it. He's a busy guy. He's dealing with a lot more than me. Yeah, you know, because it's a he's fucking dealing, text. Yeah, he's dealing... a phone call. Jesus. He's dealing with the biggest show in the market. I don't expect him to get back to me right away. That's understandable. Well, but when... when second biggest show. Uh, are we talking Felger and Maz or Touch and Rich? No, uh, Touch and Rich. You suggest... Are you dare suggesting? <laughs> they're... Because you don't hear that here. Well, uh... <laughs> are, they, are you suggesting their ratings are higher than Kirk and Callahan? I don't know. Well, I haven't heard that on this station. It's the, uh, it's the implication. I haven't heard that here. <laughs> um, so I just figured you'd te- text me back at 10.05. Text me back at noon. Text me back at 4.30 the next day. I don't give a shit. It wasn't like I was up at 6. Am I going to be on the show? 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 <laughs> I just fucking said, hey, you know, just wondering when I'm going to be back on the air. On the second to last day of the month. Please don't text me <laughs> during this. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so when I get responses like that, I think, well, now I'm just annoying them. No one around here really is willing. Friendly? <laughs> no. No one's willing to talk to anybody around here. I've ha- I've tried. I th- Yeah, so I think like Ken-, Ken Laird was always very nice to me, and then uh, st- I don't talk to him anymore, really. We work in high school. This is high school. But it's weird Flicks. because it, it doesn't make any sense to me because they're they don't have to put me on like so here's how I feel. <laughs> I'm like, am I like a charity case that they've <laughs> that they're like letting they're like, well, we gotta let them on the air once a month. 
But then I realized, obviously, that's not how this place operates. Title IX is helping you out. <laughs> but that's the thing. I'm not an employee, so no, it isn't. <laughs> what do you mean? You work here. Well, you're not new. Not a, they don't, no. I don't think they even know that. What? I don't know if they know I work here. That's so bizarre. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if they have any idea that I have an actual job. They must, because they see me around. But... Um, no, you're just a ran- random guy who just hangs out in <laughs> the station. Yeah, I just do time. a podcast. Um, so I'm in a weird position where I'm like, are they just letting me on because they feel bad for me? But then I realize why would they, they? It doesn't make any sense that they would do that. If I suck, they wouldn't put me on. They wouldn't let me have a podcast. But then anytime I ask about, it, it's like I, I feel like I'm bugging them you know, for working. like, oh, this guy again. Yeah, we'll get you on the air. <laughs> we'll get you your charity two hours. Yeah. <laughs> So then, I talk myself out of that. I go, "That's crazy. You're being you're being self absorbed. You're thinking too much about yourself." Then I text Gilroy today. Today's Wednesday. I'm going to be on Thursday night. I text Gilroy today. I say, uh, "I hear I'm going to be on with you tomorrow." He's like, "Oh, gee, for how long?" <laughs> I was like, oh, "The the whole uh, the whole." The whole two hours. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. Uh, well, it'll be great to have you in. I, I'm like, oh, he didn't need, they don't, they don't even tell him. <laughs> so I don't, I don't get what I'm doing here. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if they're, if they're like, oh, let the kid, <laughs> give the kid a few hours in front of a microphone. It'll, it'll mean a lot to him. <laughs> when no one's listening. <laughs> yeah. Put him out in the middle of the night, bury his podcast. We won't even tweet it out. <laughs> Just give him the podcast. Let him take up our fucking <laughs> space on our website. Um, so I don't get it. So if you guys do like the podcast, like I said last week, which you probably didn't hear, uh, you know, tweet at uh, Curtis and Ken and Zarbano and let them know. Don't fucking harass them, obviously. Get let the them know. Heads out. Let them know. Yeah, say hey. We're Geerheads. <laughs> and when you get the look of puzzlement on their faces, say, uh, we're fans of Mike Geary. <laughs> and then when they say, who the fuck is that? Say, oh, blind Mike. And they'll go, ah, okay. That guy. Oh, he's still here? <laughs> we see him wandering around at lunchtime. <laughs> still doing that podcast? Um, I don't know. But we, we soldier on. And uh, as we often do, we'll talk about the big story of the week. Which this week is Colin Kaepernick. Just when you thought he was out of the news forever. Uh, so, if you don't know, Colin Kaepernick, Nike guy now. Um, people are saying he's the face of Nike now. This is obviously ridiculous. That's asinine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's idiotic. Uh, he's one of the many spokesmen they have. One of the many athletes they have repping their brand. And uh, this started yesterday when uh, the Instagram post went up. Uh, is that how this all started? Yeah. It, it was, was on Instagram? <clears throat> either yesterday or the day before, Nike tweeted or put out the picture that was just like a black and white picture of his face. And it said, it's like, believe in something so you yeah. can give up everything or something like that. Well, it's amazing because I watched the commercial today. Uh, the commercial, it... It's a little long, if you ask me, just to say buy, buy fucking shoes. <laughs> but uh, the, the message is fine. If you watch the commercial, it's basically, you know, 
don't just be a basketball player. Be the greatest that ever lived. If you if you're if you're a girl in Compton, don't just don't just be a tennis player. Be the greatest athlete of all time. You know what I mean? It's all their fucking their people, all the Nike people, and the situation they've gone through. And it's you know don't, believe in yourself. Don't just believe in yourself. Believe in yourself to the highest level, which is a. I mean, a great message for kids. It's pie in the sky. Once you get to be in your 20s and the world's beating you down, you realize that's all horse shit. But for children, it's a nice idea. (laughs) And for people to take that and react to it by burning their shoes and their fucking windbreakers. They're morons. All of them. People who do that are Idiots. It's just so dumb. It's silly. First of all... Uh, just so you know, before you burn your next pair of sneakers, Nike doesn't make any money on already bought sneakers. <laughs> you gave them, them your money. They're, they don't make money on, on you having it for X amount of years. So just wear them out until you can't wear them anymore. You don't have to burn them. It's fine. Wear them to the gym. <laughs> Beat them up. Yeah. Whatever you want to do with them. Just don't burn them. But don't also, for people that were supporting Nike, as if before they were this pious organization... held to such a high standard the kids that made your shoes were uh underaged chinese or or i should i don't know where in in asia uh asian american kids that were working in sweatshops for 83 cents a day probably probably that's who's that's who's that's who's making your clothes but god forbid a guy who kneels during the national anthem is able to make a few bucks off him right doesn't make any fucking sense to me like shut up well i mean the problem it took a lot for me to get on team kaepernick i'm not on team kaepernick i am i mean i am now i i don't here's all colin kaepernick ever was to me um he's a guy who believed in something uh for reasons that i don't believe to be genuine but I can all I have all I've also found the same trap that I believe Colin Kaepernick did. So what I what I think happened to Colin Kaepernick is he was dating that girl Duh. who was an ultra feminist. Yep. She got his mind wrapped up into this message, and if you do this, you'll be a hero and all that. And I imagine uh the sex wasn't bad. <laughs> so he said, All right. <laughs> I'm gonna do I'm gonna do all of that. Uh he did it, and I don't think he necessarily knew the message because he's an athlete. You know what I mean? He's not a social activist. He, he never was. He wasn't up until what two years ago. He never was. Yeah. I so I don't know how much uh, reading he's done on any of these issues or anything. Probably not a lot until the last couple of years. Uh, and he's probably much more well researched on it now than he was. But I don't believe that before two years ago he was any sort of a, a social justice guy or a, an activist in any way. Um, at least not that I know of, and by all accounts, most people would agree with that. Nothing was public anyway, at least. Right. So, uh, Colin Kaepernick kind of fell into that trap, but regardless, or maybe it was completely genuine, and maybe I'm doing him a disservice. Either way, all he did was get on a knee during the National Anthem, because in his mind, that protested uh, police brutality against young black men. Again, I find that ridiculous and convoluted. Um, first of all, I think the national anthem is more for the troops and the armed forces rather than police and firefighters. It kind of, you know, they it kind of became one, especially around like nine eleven, 
with all the heroes right. during that time. It kind of became honor all the public servants in that way. But it, what the actual national anthem is for is more armed forces, right? And just the country in general. Just and just the, country, and the national pride in general. So when you want it to uh, relate directly to cops, I don't think it, it never had that meaning for me. No, but it's a good way. Look, I mean, I'm one of those people that but, thinks like, okay, great. You want to kneel for the anthem? Yeah. That's fine. And it does draw attention, obviously, because he kneeled for the anthem and then it became a huge story. And then they ask you why. So, that's what I was going to say. Is, your message that's out. what I was going to say. Is, I don't think it one d- should directly. I don't think the message was on point necessarily. It didn't make perfect sense to me why he was doing it in that manner. But he got the message across. It was more of a ca- I think it was more of a catalyst to draw attention sure. to him to sure. then pump it up. He got the message across and again I don't necessarily agree with the because the, the the message a lot of people attribute to that is that uh, it's all racist cops behind these and if you look at each individual incident there's there's levels to how true that is or is not. <laughs> um but reg- so I you know again didn't totally agree with the message. It's not for me. As Alex Reamer would say, it's not for a sh- a straight white man. Yeah. You know what I mean? That w- it was never intended for me, so maybe that's why I don't get it. So I'm fine with it. Whatever. Uh, I think Kaepernick's kind of a dummy and shouldn't be the face of that cause. No. But who? But he what? You know what? He was and no one else would be. Yeah. He had the balls to do it, regardless of his reasons. You can say it was for, even if it was for a girl. <laughs> it's still ballsy to do to have that much, you know, bat- as much backlash as there has been against him. Uh so he had he had the right to do it, and I would be a complete fucking phony if I went on here every time a comedian gets in trouble or James Gunn, uh, you know what I mean? So if someone gets in trouble for a joke, and I say uh, you're all fucking or Christian Fourier or Reamer when they get in trouble for jokes and I defend them, if I if I come in here and say ah oh, you're a pussy if you're offended by that, shut the fuck up. The guy has the right to do it. If you don't like it, turn it off. Who cares? And then I came in here when Colin Kaepernick knelt and goes, this is unpatriotic. This is absolutely ridiculous. How much of a hypocrite would I be? You'd be the biggest one at this whole place. Right. And it ever. But there's a lot of people doing that. Who? There's (laughs) all the people that hate fucking Kaepernick that are burning their shoes. Uh, All those people are guys, you know, alt-right or whatever, or even just regular uh, conservatives, whatever, that... Uh, would have defended comedians or would have defended, uh, uh, you know, Bill O'Reilly when he said something dumb or whoever. But when it's a guy on the other side, it's a let's fucking get him, boys. Jesus. This, that is the part that yeah. needs to stop. It's disgusting. It's, it's like both sides just go after each other with these ridiculous things. It's like dig up your past or whatever. It's like just stop doing it. It's and amazing. It just stop. It's amazing that now Bill Maher is like the most centered like he's considered like moderate now <laughs> with how like how crazy things have gone because Bill Maher is, at least as of like three years ago was about as liberal as you could get uh, but now he's a guy who's you know and he's always been like he's he's been consistent on this his entire career that I know of him but uh, he said a few weeks ago that uh, you know it's wrong if people are rooting for Alex Jones to be scrubbed off the internet that's wrong we should shine a light on these guys and you know with any luck, that will expose them. So if you think Colin Kaepernick's an idiot like I do, and you put him in a real debate against someone on the opposite side, I think he'd be exposed. So let's give that a try. Or maybe I'd be completely wrong, and the guy's a fucking genius. <laughs> you know what I mean? But either way, 
we're either saying we're, we don't want to listen to genius because we don't want to change our minds on something, or we we don't want to uh, expose the dummies out there. We don't want to expose incorrect points. Well, the thing is, is like people get so wrapped up in, oh, well, this is dangerous for people to maybe possibly buy into it, which they're probably, if you expose people like Alex Jones or whoever, morons, and people listen to There's it, literally, like it and they buy into it yeah it's probably it's gonna happen but i'm willing to bet there are more people who are sane who will say wow that guy's an idiot why would i listen to yeah. him there there's literally no more peaceful protest than colin kaepernick could have done even i think it's a silly like i think saying alex jones influences people to to be hateful and act out violently i think that's stupid but there's more of an argument there, at least, than saying a guy getting on one knee during a song, where the where eighty percent of the people uh, of the people in that stadium, while he's kneeling, are uh, you know taking a piss, shoving a hot dog down their throat, drinking a beer. Yeah, that's most of them aren't thinking about <laughs> the Patriots out in other countries serving us. Right. You know what I mean. My real pr- and again, my real problem with the whole Kaepernick ad is not it's not calling Kaepernick it's more Nike saying it's like well you got to believe in something even if you have to sacrifice everything it's like the dude didn't sacrifice a whole bunch he opted out of his contract and denied other contract offers to him because he wasn't getting paid enough uh people say that stuff a lot and people bring up like the amount of money people are making uh Colin Kaepernick's life would have been less of a hassle than it is right now if he never did this yeah. You know what I mean? Of course. So he, he sacrificed something in a way. The, I mean, yeah, but, you know. He wouldn't have as much he's positive not, attention, but he wouldn't have as much negative attention either. Yeah, but he's he wouldn't not, have to deal with any of this shit. Yeah, He'd be a also, backup quarterback, maybe a starter somewhere. He wouldn't be a starter. Somewhere he could be. Maybe. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Now he's not in the league. Yeah, but you're not gonna, no one's going to pay him for that, and no one's going to pay him because what he wants, and no one really wants their backup QB, someone they're bringing in as a backup, to bring a no, no, I get all that. media circus. So he's not some crazy martyr. Like he's just No, he's getting, not. Now he's getting paid. So my problem is but with Nike th- portraying him as that and people portraying him as that. It's like, no, just be well, realistic about it. It's the like, people yes. but the people attacking him are making Nike correct. If they if they are portraying him as a martyr, which by by the way, based on the commercial I saw, they're not. Oh, I that's it. That's what it seemed like they were doing. I haven't seen the commercial. The, the yet. commercial is not it's got nothing to do with Kaepernick. Oh, really? It's got it's Kaepernick's doing the voiceover. Oh, okay. But it's literally got nothing to do with him. Um, we can play a little bit of it if you want. I tweeted out the thing I just tweeted out from Barstool has the uh, commercial. I don't, we can play a little bit of it if you want. But um, yeah, no, that, that that's the problem is a people just assume that Nike's making out to to be a martyr, which I don't think he is. But also the people attacking him are making him out to be that. The the ones literally persecuting the guy. Saying he's a monster, he's a piece of shit, he's anti... Which, it, it, it kind of does sicken me a little bit to defend a guy who wore pigs on his socks when he's being called an anti-cop guy. That disgusted me. That's where Kaepernick lost me. So it doesn't give me any pleasure to defend the guy. But when people fucking go nuts about him, uh, I, 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 don't know, I don't know what to believe. Do you have it up? I do have it up. All right, yeah. Get, just play. I mean, it, it's long. It's obnoxiously long, but we'll just play like a few seconds of it just so you get a feel for what it is. Colin Kaepernick, uh, yeah, he's just the uh, voiceover guy. 
If people say your dreams are crazy, if they laugh at what you think you can do, good. Stay that way. Because what non-believers fail to understand is that calling a dream crazy is not an insult. It's a compliment. Don't try to be the fastest runner in your school or the fastest in the world. Be the fastest ever. Don't picture yourself wearing OBJ's jersey. Picture OBJ wearing yours. Don't settle for homecoming queen or linebacker. Do both. Lose 120 pounds and become an Iron Man after beating a brain tumor. Don't believe that was you have specific to, be like to someone. Anybody. He's not wishing cancer on all of us, but but you get the gist of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. It's I, a, I, fine. That, me- that message is fine. Yeah, I don't think that they're. After watching that, it's like I don't think that they're making him a martyr at all. They're just yeah. They're using his popularity with certain people, and Nike was smart. They said, "Hey, we might get some assholes burning their shoes." Most people that buy Nike are still gonna, and we're gonna get the the dweebs <laughs> that love Colin Kaepernick that wouldn't really buy athletic gear necessarily, but they're gonna. Hey, Nike's a nice liberal company. Let's go. You know what I mean? This was a business move. It was a smart business move. Yeah, too. they got people who probably usually wouldn't buy basketball sneakers or basketball shorts to go buy Nike because they support Colin Kaepernick. And they got a few assholes that uh, burned things. Ooh, you're so you're so intimidating. You're so edgy. <laughs> you set a fire on your own lawn with your own with your own clothes. How about apparently you the dumb guy, fuck? How about the guy that bur- apparently burned his shoes while he was still wearing them? Too? <laughs> good, <laughs> good. Um, that's the other thing is people are like, a, Ni- a Nike stock's gonna drop. No, they're not. No, of course not. They're Nike. They're gonna be fine. It's a huge fucking company. You're not getting rid of that. You're not going to hurt them at all by burning shit. But yeah, the moral, I, I just love the moral high ground thing. It's like, well, they, if they support a cop, I mean, this, I'm sorry, I can't get my mind on the cop thing. If they support a guy that is anti-cop, I'm walking out of here. I was fine when they had little, little kids making my, my shoes slaving away day and night but this. For, for a sense of day. That I was fine with. But this is where I draw the fucking, no, no, thank you, sir. A guy. Enough is enough. A, a former 49ers quarterback on a commercial? Not in my America. <laughs> <laughs> That's not no. what I want here. Yeah, fine. You take your business out of the country and you force slave labor laws. That's fine. I'm all for that. But no thank you if you're going to have a running quarterback. The guy bar- <laughs> he barely even had an arm. That Kaepernick. He was a run first quarterback. <laughs> I'm certainly not supporting that. No thank you. He's just silly. And then we had uh, Steve Bannon. You remember him? Good old Steve Bannon. Oh, I remember. He uh, no longer works for the Donald, but uh, he he feels the wrath of having worked for him still today. Well, so I don't don't think it's the wrath of working for Donald Trump. I think it's more the wrath of voting for him. (laughs) I think it's Steve Bannon that is bringing his own attention. So Steve Bannon. Or anyone who's extreme politically. Either way. I uh, typically don't agree with, don't particularly like, but uh, whatever you want to say, go for it. If I support Colin Kaepernick, I'll support Steve Bent. Um, so the New Yorker Festival 
wanting to have an interview with Steve Benton. And it's my understanding, uh, I don't know much about The New Yorker, because I'm not a uh, upper-crust Manhattan businessman. You're not even a news guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm also an idiot. <laughs> All right, I don't I know a lot that. about anything. <laughs> don't twist that words. So I don't know a lot about The New Yorker. Uh, so I don't know the guy in particular, but apparently, shockingly, guy in the media, get this, anti-Trump. You hear me? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you believe that? My mind is blown. So this guy works for The New Yorker, and I'm guessing he's the only one there that is uh, anti-Trump. So he wanted, to, he wanted to have Steve Bannon on for a discussion that probably would have turned into more of a scolding. <laughs> you know what I mean? More of a how, how dare you type of thing. Uh, but that's fine. I don't, I, to that, I would say dynamite. Um, just like I was saying Bill Maher said. Anytime Bill, Bill Maher, no, another great Bill Maher example. Remember Milo Yiannopoulos? Yeah. That fucking maniac. That guy's insane. Alt-right guy. A uh, bit of a nut, and um, Bill Maher. While everyone else, while Milo Yiannopoulos was getting uh, banned from colleges and had his speeches protested, he was getting more and more popular. Bill Maher had him on it. Just had him on his show. He said, "Come on, we're not going to fucking heckle you. It's going to be you and me talking." They talked. <laughs> what have you heard from Milo Yiannopoulos since? <laughs> you have Bill, not. Bill Maher made him look like a fucking idiot. And people are like, eh, all right, you know what, never mind with this guy. So you can't even argue Bill Maher's point about Alex Jones. It's you have the guy on for a discussion, you expose him as a doofus. Or maybe you realize something about people. That even though they're, I don't like their beliefs, he's kind of a bright guy, I see where he's coming from. And we can meet in the middle on certain things. <laughs> Those are pretty much the options. You know what I mean? Or you find out the guy's a fucking nut job and no one listens to him anymore. So the New Yorker wanted to do that type of a thing. With Steve Bannon. Um, I imagine there would have been no way Steve Bannon looked good in it. No. Because, again, they're, they're against him no matter what. Uh, he might have defended some of his points uh, you know, better than I could. I imagine he's a pretty good arguer. Probably. He's a good writer, at least. Um, so he probably wouldn't have looked like complete shit, but he wouldn't have looked good, I don't think, in that interview. I'm guessing. Knowing nothing about this New Yorker uh, writer. Instead, they never had the interview or the debate or whatever it was going to be uh, because guys who I respected <laughs> and one guy who I fucking love and still do, uh, Patton Oswalt, Judd Apatow, who I like, both very funny comedians. Judd Apatow has made a lot of my favorite movies. And uh, John Mulaney, who's one of my favorite stand-ups ever. I love John Mulaney. Um, but I was, and John Mulaney's a guy who in his most recent special has a bit about Trump. He's a guy who's never political, but in his new special, he has a bit about Trump, but it's so well done. And in a way where you can kind of see where he leans politically, obviously, you can see he's not a pro Trump guy, but he doesn't club you over the fucking head with it. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a, there's interpretation there. Um, and as much as he can kind of give us both sides. And it's a very funny bit. So I was shocked to hear it from him even more than the other two. But uh, Patton Oswalt, John Mulaney, and Judd Apatow, among others, uh, boycotted this festival until Steve Bannon was removed. I and can't it's believe like, what? it's like this, this. This is exactly what we were just talking about. It's like 
were they defending, you know, James Gunn or anyone before? It's like, well, they they certainly. I don't know about those three in particular. I don't know what about what they said about, it, but people like that in comedy all of a sudden started defending. Uh, James Gunn is one. Uh, Dan Harmon is one. Um, Michael Ian Black, guys like that when they would get in trouble for joke. All of a sudden, wait a second, it's turning on us. We got to defend ourselves. Leslie Jones was defending all these comedians on the View, and did it beautifully. Said it very well. Um. So you see all these like left-wing comedians coming out and defending these people because now it's their side that's getting attacked. So you'd think maybe they'd learn a little something. It's like, wait, you can't silence people because then I'll get silenced. Yeah, you can't just you can't go out and defend these people and then when when your crowd, the comedians, yeah. are boycotting, you can't not, now you can't go defend anyone else or like, you're just pa- going to be a huge hypocrite. Judd Apatow seems like he's gone very far left. I think so. Um, Patton Oswalt has always been very far left, but Patton Oswalt always seemed to me like, even if you didn't agree with him politically, you could have a nice debate about it. You know what I mean? He seemed like a pretty open-minded guy who leaned very far in one direction, if that makes sense. I don't think that now. I don't think that now either. And I don't think about John Mulaney. I was sad. John Mulaney's the most depressing name on that list because I never thought of him as a political guy. And it's like, now you're silencing someone because you don't like him? And it's not... And here's what... There's always an excuse. There's always, well, but this guy's a racist. So who cares? Well, well, this guy's a misogynist. Well, this guy worked for Trump. Well, this guy's a hate monger. No, no, no. That's all the more reason to have them at something like that. Because you want to expose that. You yeah. know what I mean? If the bad thing, if the reason you were boycotting Steve Bannon was because he has a few uh, unpaid parking tickets, <laughs> that who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? If it's because he said a few... Eh, off-color things. It's the people that say the really awful things that you should really want to expose. So if you think Steve Bannon's this monster, you should absolutely have him on. I was also disappointed. Um, Steve Bannon used to have, I think when he first left the White House, he was on, I think Sirius XM had like a Breitbart radio station or something. I don't know. That might have been what Schilling was doing. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it was. Or it was just, I think it might have just been through Breitbart itself. Or Schilling's, maybe, Schilling's might have been just through Breitbart. Or maybe the but Blaze. But Siri, Sirius had uh, some Breitbart channel. Or just a Steve Bannon show or something. So a bunch of celebrities go through Sirius, obviously. They go to Howard Stern and Entertainment Weekly and all that shit. Um, Seth Rogen was booked to promote whatever movie he was doing uh, in the Sirius XM building. And refused, unless they would fire, unless they got rid of Steve Bannon. Come on. And it's like, first of all, Seth. <laughs> again, Seth Rogen made probably five of my favorite comedies of all time when I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Superbad's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, fucking Pineapple Express, Knocked Up, Forty Year Old Virgin. Um, so I love Seth Rogen, but how many of his movies? Could you look at and say, well, this could easily be protested by any number of groups? One of them was <laughs> the fucking Korea movie, the, the, the interview. Oh, yeah. It, it got, was taken out of theaters. Yeah. Netflix had to air it. So, stream it. So Seth Rogen can't look at that and say, well, people have gone after me for things I've said. Maybe if I really want to ha- influence some sort of a change, I go on. Not, not only do I go in the building, I go on this guy's show 
and have a debate with them. The problem is that a lot, 99% of celebrities, it's kind of like the thing I said with Reamer a few weeks ago. I believe I'm like a, <laughs> I really believe I'm a smarter guy than Reamer. But Reamer is a lot more well-read on politics than me, significantly more on politics than me. He could run, as far as facts go, he could run circles around me in a debate because I just don't have that knowledge. Yeah, he started bringing up Jeff Sessions and certain legislation that was passed, and I didn't, I, I don't know anything about that. So in that setting, he'd destroy me. But, and that's what I think a lot of celebrities are afraid of, where Seth Rogen and his philosophies or way of life might be more righteous than Steve Bannon's. But Steve Bannon's probably got a hell of a lot more knowledge than Seth Rogen in that field. Right, in the political And could aspect. talk him into a fucking circle. And Seth Rogen would come out looking like an idiot. So I think what a lot of celebrities are afraid of is having that debate and losing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I always thought of guys like Pat Oswalt in particular as a guy who he portrays himself as the guy who could have that debate with anyone. So the fact that he's silencing Steve Bannon makes me think, not only can he have that debate, with, he, he, I don't think he's capable of it. Because if he were smart enough to make Steve Bannon look like an idiot the way Bill Maher did Milo Yiannopoulos, why wouldn't you just do it? You would. Wouldn't it be more fun on so many levels to make Steve Bannon look like a moron? Yeah, it would. So you, that's a good point. Like, why Why would you not? Why Why would you pass up the opportunity to make someone you know that how you big that video would be disagree if, with? If Pat Oswald said, "Hey," instead of saying, "Hey," throw Steve Bannon off the show, said, "Hey, let me do the interview." First of all, they'd do it in a second because there would be a lot more attention for that versus just some asshole from the New Yorker. If Pat Oswald did it yeah. or Judd Apatow, uh, they should have said, "Hey, let me do it. Let me run fucking mental circles around this guy." You know what I mean? Let me make a complete idiot out of him. That video goes viral. All the people on Twitter fucking eat it up. A few people make excuses that they attacked Steve Bannon. And that's how it goes. Looks great. But instead, it looks, <laughs> at the very least, that would look a hell of a lot cooler than going, no, you're not allowed in. A lot better. It would look be like a, a fucking lot, nerd. <laughs> a lot better look for yeah. them just as a whole if they did that. You look like, let him you look like clown. And it saddens me. It makes me feel like I've just wasted my, well, I have wasted my time no matter what. But it makes me feel like I've wasted time defending comedians as much as I have. Because then you look and see like, oh, even they don't give a fuck about it. If it's against what they believe in. That's why you got to support guys like uh, Bill Burr, Jim Norton. I hate to say Louis C.K. Uh, <laughs> Dave Chappelle. Guys like that who, it doesn't matter what color tie you're wearing. You know what I mean? They they're they they'll defend you if they believe in what you're representing. Um and you know the Louis thing has become a a, a weird thing too. We addressed it a little bit last week. But fucking now comedians are going after Louis and it, again, another comedian I respect the shit out of. Uh Christina Pajitsky. She has a Netflix special. She's a uh, Tom Segura's wife. Tom Segura and Christina Pajitsky do a podcast together called Your Mom's House. They talked about Louis last week. And this is one thing I hate. And I, I love Christina Pajitsky. But 
uh, she said, you know, like, hey, it's really gross that Louis coming back. And that's fine if you have that opinion. I don't. I, that's fine. But what she said that bothered me was, she goes, you know, like nine months, it just shows you don't care about the victims. It has to be at least a year. Why? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. That's such an arbitrary you, amount of time. Because you came up with that in your mind? Why is it nine months? You're saying the guy can't work? You're saying that you're saying the guy is not allowed to work in his field. And you get to, not only that, you get to decide how long he doesn't get to work for. It doesn't matter that he got a standing ovation. Louis went on stage in New York, got a standing ovation when he was done. Two assholes felt the need to talk to a blog. And I say assholes, if you have this opinion... That's totally fine. If you can't watch Louie now because you're uncomfortable by him, I get that. I've seen the Cosby show on TV, and I'll click on it just to see what it's like, and I'm like, oof. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't think Louie's anywhere near Cosby, but I'm just trying to make an example where you're just like, ugh. Why is is this on television? Maybe he'll shut this off. So so I get if if you can't watch Louie because you're uncomfortable, that's fine. The reason I call them assholes is because you weren't offended by it. You could have got up and left, but what you'd rather do is get your name into a blog that people read, and then you can show people, see, I said I was offended by Louie, and they go, oh my good, look at you. Good for you. Look at you, a good liberal. Aren't you standing up for women like that, huh? At a boy or girl. I, I don't know if it was men or women that said they were uncomfortable. Um, but again, like I said, I get, if we, especially if women are uncomfortable, I get it. God, this fucking creep will just jerk off in front of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Obviously, you can be uncomfortable by that. But it's like to go to a blog and just try and get your name out there. That, that it proves you have no moral repugnance with it. You know? You just, you just want, you, you want the attention. Um, but yeah, comedians coming out and saying, like, it's, it's wrong of the club. Boycott the club. For booking him. Hey, how about you run a fucking club, <laughs> first of all, and tell me that the one of the biggest comics in the country walks in and says, hey, I want to do a secret show on stage. Like a 15, a 15, 15 minutes. Minute. That was it. Is that cool? Make all your fucking fans happy and give a standing ovation? Yep. Gladly. Because The reason you do that if you're the comedy seller is because you have that, that's the way you do it. He's one of your guys. He's a guy that's passed there at the Comedy Cellar. And the Comedy Cellar rules are, not rules, but what you know going in is, on a given night, you can walk into the Comedy Cellar, and there's lineups there. You know, you might see uh, Rich Voss or Bobby Kelly or whoever. But on a given night, you could see, maybe even back to back to back, uh, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, Louis C.K., Amy Schumer, Aziz, the people that sell out fucking arenas, on a given night could all be at the Comedy Cellar. That's just what happens there. So, you have to realize there might also be a comedian that makes me uncomfortable. Now, Louie might be a different category of uncomfortable for you. But you could go up there and see Nick DiPaolo, who's uh, crazy far right. You could go up there and see Big J Okerson, who's going to talk about <laughs> ridiculous sex acts and shit like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you could be uncomfortable no matter what. So, it's up to you when you buy a uh, comedy ticket I have to have the strength if you want to call it that to get up and walk out of here we coddle too often the people you can just leave 
You know what I mean? You don't like what's going on stage? Maybe demand your money back if you want. Say, hey, I didn't know I was going to see a fucking creep like Louis. Can I, is, can I get my money back? Nine times out of ten, the club's going to say, yeah, no problem. We understand. Because they did something weird, and they also did a thing that's going to have more people coming to the club, so they don't mind losing 25 bucks. Um, but, you know, don't act like you're a fucking victim because Louis told jokes on the stage for 15 minutes. No, you gotta get you gotta get that into the limelight somehow. You gotta get your name out there. Yeah, we uh, we coddle the babies instead of uh, uplifting the people that aren't afraid to speak their mind once in a while. So, Colin, I'm with you, baby. <laughs> Neil, team captain. Neil, until right? those those knees can't take it anymore. Uh, I'll be kneeling with you next week <laughs> <laughs> or tomorrow night. Yeah, football tomorrow night. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so happy. And then a post game, Geary and Gilroy. Oh boy, I feel like I should get top. Geary and Gilroy sounds better than Gilroy and Geary. Gilroy's name's too hard to say. Gilroy. Yeah, it's gonna be the Gil- second. It's got that L R. Geary and Gilroy. That's better. Yeah. Um. So if you guys are, if you guys do uh, like what I do, check that out. Uh, tomorrow night on WEI. Thursday, uh, midnight to two a.m. And uh, like I said earlier, please tell your uh, tell your friends about us, and uh, tell Chris Curtis and Joe Zarbano I'm being uh, marginalized. I'm being uh, held down because of my disability. Yeah, milk those Title Nine points, buddy. <laughs> Get them going. I'm a disabled man. There we that go. That should be on the air. <laughs> yes. Oh, perfect. And uh, you know, tell me like uh, trash talk. And uh, even if you listen on WEI.com, which is where I think a lot of people listen to it because that's what gets tweeted out the most, um, even if you do do that, go to uh, iTunes and subscribe or uh, wherever else you get podcasts, it should be up, and uh, give us the old five-star rating and positive review because I need it to get through the day. <laughs> and uh, at Jared Dignan is my there you go. producer. That's right. And Seeing Eye Man. Yes. And uh, I am at blind Mike underscore, and, uh, you know, don't go home with hope, folks. You've been listening to Trash Talk with Blind Mike. Hear it again on WEEI.com, iTunes, and the Radio.com app. Tune in next week for another edition of Trash Talk, Trash Talk. a presentation of WEEI.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.